Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Is this Crystal? Is this Berlin? Yes, this is. Hey, everybody. This is Conversions of a Church Girl. I think we already said our names. My name is Berlin. My co-host, her name is... Crystal. And we just have a good conversation about all things wholesome. Life, love, uh, church, politics, religion. Uh, If it's happening in the news, we're probably going to want to talk about it. So... We're glad that you joined us. Today we have an amazing conversation, I would say. Um, what, would you, what do you think, Crystal? Yes, it, it, it turns out to be an amazing conversation. I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, let's name it um, Modesty or Nah. Like, can I wear this or not? <laughs> like, so we're talking about modesty and how the women and how women dress. It's an age old beat down conversation that we're used to having about what women should look like in appearance um, given to us by um, a dear mother in Zion that I will call. <laughs> every time I'm going to laugh every time you call her that because the woman is younger than my mother by about six or seven years so I'm just I I just I can't take it well she's not a part of the 49 and under so I feel okay calling her a dear mother in Zion would you call my mama a dear mother in Zion not at all because your mother mother is a demon ever since of the word oh shucks she's not a mother in Zion but this 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 dear woman, uh, Mother Lashawn Pace, is definitely uh, a mother in, in Zion, whom said that the Lord told her to let the Church of God in Christ women know that we were going to hell. So, um, I don't we that I I'm, I'm not I'm going if 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 any of what she say is true I'm <laughs> I'm on my way. Uh, I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna say that for you or me. I don't have. I ain't weapons. going for real. That was a joke. Not in real life. I ain't going. Tell hell I ain't coming. Tell hell. Amen. I mean, call them now. Let them know. You don't have to save a spot for me because I ain't gonna be there. I ain't coming. I ain't going. I ain't, I ain't going. And I, ain't I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Anyways, do you have our? I think you're the one that's supposed to come with our scripture. Do you have our scripture? I most certainly do. Tonight's scripture is coming from the second book of Corinthians, chapter 4, and we'll be reading verses 16 through the end. And the scripture reads as follows. So we do not lose heart, Uh though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That last sentence, for the things that are seen are transient or temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This particular scripture has been resting in on my heart the last few weeks. Uh, this recording is coming to you, or we're recording this uh, several days after the verdict of, of the Derek Chauvin trial in the case of the murder of Mr. George Floyd. And I have been about ready to slip right on into a little depression because of all of the things that are going on around us, not just here in the United States of America, but thinking about even the children uh, uh, in the country of Yemen uh, who are now facing starvation and, and those around them, not just the children, but those those around them that don't have enough food. We, we don't really understand what it's like to starve. We say it colloquially, I'm starving. We just mean I'm ready to eat. But these people have not received enough food to the point that they are dying of malnutrition and starvation. And even as you go uh, even further, thinking about the the political unrest in so many nations and how dictators like Putin are 
absolutely just killing uh, political adversaries. And we really live in an evil world. And so when I was feeling a little down, this was the scripture that came to me to remind remind me that we don't lose heart. We don't lose heart. Our outer shell, and, and that's not only necessarily referring to this physical body, but all of this, all of this as we know it, all of this is temporal. All of this is temporary. It's all wasting away. Yeah. And so we have we have somewhere to look forward to though and it's light and it's momentary this little affliction whatever it is that we're going through is preparing us for an eternal do you do you see the scripture what the scripture is doing with the time for this light momentary affliction Mm -hmm. okay light and momentary which is now preparing us for the eternal weight of glory and so we always have something to look forward to so i hope that scripture blesses you and uplifts you uh, and keeps your head on straight that you don't slip into these spaces of depression and whatever else that the enemy will come to bring to us. Amen. And the preacher has spoken. I just want to add to that. There's a song by Walter Hawkins that just said, tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases, people are slipping away. Economy's down. People don't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord. And Thank, thank you, Lord all you've done for me. I think a lot of times we forget what our purpose here on this earth is to do. And it's regardless of what is going on, regardless of what things come our way, our purpose is to praise and worship and magnify the name of Jesus. He said, if he'll be lifted up, he'll draw all men. All we have to do is lift him up. All we have to do is magnify him in the earth, make him great in this earth and he'll draw, he'll, he'll, he'll take the afflictions away. A lot of times we want to say, well, where is God when this is happening? God is right there, but where are we? We haven't been living. Mm. We've been magnifying our situations. We've been magnifying the problems. And sometimes we even magnify the devil when we give him much more credit. Mm. Than but if we lift up the name of Jesus, he'll draw. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the only name that we need to be calling on is the name oh my of God. God. Say a word, say a word, say a word. That thing gets good to me every time. You know, I love the word. <laughs> and I love the word because it encourages us in these perilous times. So I just, yeah, we both get full off of the word and, and then we, then you get the preacher out of us. <laughs> so, right. But we didn't come to preach. We just came to have a good conversation. Is that all right? That's all right. So... Um, recently in the news, there's been a, um, a more prominent gospel artist, uh, that had, did a video regarding, um, some things that the, she believed that the Lord had put on her heart. And Say her name. She, Say her name. Ain't no need, ain't no need of us being discreet. Say her name. Miss LaShawn Pace. She put, a. Uh, a video up I shouldn't say miss she's she's a mother in Zion at least she looks like she is um, <laughs> um Crystal see you why why are you why would you say we not okay Lord Jesus. oh my gosh she don't look like a mother in Zion am I wrong she do but you why you say it why you say it well cause that's what it okay anyways I think we told you all this before. If you don't like this podcast, please find something else to listen to. We straight. Anyways, Mother LaShawn Pace. She put up <laughs> regarding how women should look. And she was telling the Church of God in Christ, pretty much y'all going to hell because you color your hair, you wear earrings, makeup, jewelry, um, pants, um, probably short sleeve shirts. I don't know what else she said. It's a lot of <laughs> that we weren't supposed to wear and although I was absolutely raised under those pretenses I am not going to lie my mother I think she'd be turned over in her grave if she knew how many pair of pants I had now Mm -hmm. however I think that my um, education and my um, relation relationship with the Lord has kind of evolved into um my tight skirt or my loose pants I don't really I don't see the difference like I put on clothes and I look nice so I should not be revealing um I don't think that uh 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really. I think that anything I put on is is tasteful. So this conversation is just about modest apparel. Like, what should a woman look like? What is too much? What is too little? Um, should twenty year olds walk around here looking like eighty year olds? Like, should sixty year olds walk around here looking like twenty year olds? Like, where where is the line drawn? Um, as far as appearance, Crystal, help me out here because I think I've already dug myself in a deep hole. But go ahead. Well, I, I don't think you have, but can I say this? Can I put out this disclaimer? God bless the Pace family. Yes, uh, they have endured a lot of loss within the last calendar year. Uh, first, with the the death of of their mother, their matriarch, and then the the death of their second mother. You know. The oldest sister is always the second mama uh, in most families, especially big families like that. So we're praying for them. Uh, we understand that they're grieving. And I pray that God will heal their hearts and encompass them in his love and his comfort like only he can. So we're, we're praying for Evangelist Pace and all of her siblings and that whole family. Another um, thing I wanted to say just before you finish that, no disrespect to the Pace sisters. I, I love you all. I might I promise you. Yeah. I, no no disrespect. No no disrespect. This is yeah. this is a conversation that is meant to bring awareness, enlightenment, and to just bring a, a, a good conversation about um what it means to be modest and, and it means to be a um to be pleasing in sight. And like her conversation just sparked a plug for us. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um with regard to some of the things she said, I, I can't go right into modesty because I have to clarify some things for my own self, not for the listening audience, but I just want to let you all know where my head is. Um, sometimes I am not certain of a person's ability to distinguish the Holy Ghost talking, mm -hmm. the voice of God talking, mm -hmm. and their own inner thoughts, mm -hmm. right? because sometimes some of the things that we say God or the Holy Ghost or the Lord told us it's like huh really mm -hmm. all that's going on in the world and this is what he's he's telling you he's not saying anything about uh, the catastrophic terrible spirit of racism he's not saying anything he's not saying anything to you about uh, all of the different sins uh, any of them pick one Instead, right. we're talking about things that are really subjective and are not likely to cause you to lose your soul. Um, so I I just sometimes I just don't know. I just don't know. And I, I don't I take everything with a grain of salt because the word of God is right here at my access. And, you know, we talk about the Lord doing a whole lot of talking. And this is not in Evangelist Pace's case because I know she reads her Bible because I see her reading it. But it's a whole lot of talking coming from the Lord, but it ain't the book is right here. Well, this word in the scripture does not change. So I have to go ahead, Verlaine. Just to piggyback on what you're saying, it's not just that the word does not change, but <laughs> if you if you read the word for yourself, mm -hmm. like I'm without the indoctrination of um, organizations or denominations if you read the word for yourself would you still interpret the word the same way you're doing now like if you read the word and you didn't know anything about stockings pants skirts dresses right they'll come away with the same meaning or would there be something else that God is actually speaking to you about like it might be relevant to you because of how you've been raised or how you've been reared. But is that really the relevance of what the word of God came to tell you was to not wear pants? You think that's really what the Lord, the, the word of God is for? So. Now, now, listening audience, I want y'all to know that I told Verlene to take that toy away from her dog before we got started. So if you hear some squeaking... <laughs> You hear some squeaking in the background. That's Berlin's puppy. Okay. <laughs> On that toy. Listen, audience, give me a second to go chase him real quick. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep talking. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to keep talking. So there is a scripture that 
is uh, found in one of the Paulian writings uh, to his son, Timothy, um, as he's given directive to Timothy on how to oversee uh, the church that Paul has set him in charge of. Just to give you some context. So we're going to get this particular scripture on out of the way because I know this is where a lot of people's head is going to go immediately or their mind or this is the scripture that's going to come to people's remembrance um, when they hear the word modesty. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 9. Mm-hmm. And it starts like this. It says, Likewise also that women should adorn themselves in, in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control not with braided hair and gold or a, or pearls or costly attire. Now, for the sake of context, if you read above that, he's saying how men should pray in public spaces. Okay? Mm-hmm. The scripture right before that is addressing prayer in public spaces. Okay? So that's why you see that likewise there because it's making a comparison or a reference to the previous scripture. So this scripture does not necessarily mean that women shouldn't braid their hair or that women shouldn't adorn themselves with with gold or pearls. But when we are praying in public spaces, we should be modest. Now, this is not to say that we shouldn't be modest all the time because why not? Why not be modest all the time, right? Right, right, right. Why not just look good and some all the time? That's not the culture we live in. Um, we don't live in a culture. Where it is, it is um, popular for women and men alike to show off everything they got. A lot of times and, and God bless Evangelist Pace again uh, in her in her uh what is it called, Verlene? Dialogue. In her dialogue, or whatever it is, when a monologue. In her monologue, as she was speaking, um, she only addressed the ladies. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Because we ain't the only ones out here that's dressing inappropriate. It's a lot of men who we have seen everything the Lord has blessed you with or not. Right? <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> And, and and that's not even in the too tight department. So we either see it because it's too tight or we see it because, and I ain't gonna lie, I happen to be a fan of of the, 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 the Gray Sweats ministry. But Lord Jesus. pray for me that the Lord will get me together in that area. I, I mean, if you got a moan, I'm... Okay. Anyway. Grown <laughs> <laughs> folks conversation. <laughs> but I don't like when everything is always directed at us. We can't catch a break. We, the men is getting us. Other women is getting us. Can we live? Can we? Can we have a day off? Can we all be reprimanded at the same time, both men and women? Because we, women are not the only people that are dressing that in a way that's not modest. Well, this is the thing, and this is one thing that I, I kind of, I cringe at. Not only did she talk about like our short dresses, but she talks about even like earrings. Like, what now? I I know men have men and women for that sake have different fetishes. But if you if my earrings are a distraction and it's it's and it's um appealing to the lustful eye, I need you to go to the altar immediately. <laughs> Put on the altar and wait on the Lord because that is. That's absurd. Like, you can't even wear earrings to church now because you're afraid that that's going to uh, excite a man? Are you kidding? Now, one thing I will say about apparel is it... When we are trying to attract the world to our churches, there is a... a, Like, now, if you're rich, I mean, you you do rich things. But I just don't believe that everything belongs in the pulpit and everything belongs in the church. Case in point, you can afford Fendi 
but do you need to put on Fendi for everybody to see that you have on Fendi? The church already has a bad name as we are, you know, lavish people. We all want um, like everybody's money when we're asking for offerings and things of that nature. There are some things that I do think probably should stay off of social media. Maybe, you know, you put on your Fendi when you go out to dinner or, you know, because I mean, if, if your life, if your whole life just revolves around a church, how pitiful you are. But there are certain things that you just don't have to broadcast and advertise to everyone. Now, I would say that's in the modest apparel in my book. In my mine book. too. Absolutely. That's Agreed. 100%. Being too flashy is not modesty. Yeah. Versace, Gucci, Fendi, I'm I'm happy that the saints can afford it, but be mindful that you are preaching to folks that shop at Walmart on a regular because that's what they can afford. Now, I'm not telling you to go shop at Walmart because they shop at Walmart, but everybody don't need to know what name brand you have on because you put it on. Like, that's not... That's not something that everybody needs to see. Now you could talk about the goodness of the Lord, and you you know you're you're able to boast in the Lord. But every time I see you, you got on like the newest Gucci, you got on Versace, you got on Fendi, you got on just I mean anything exquisite. Like you have all these different things. To me, I think there should be a talk regarding modesty. But that's you know that's also a part of just being discreet too. Just because I have money. Or just because I'm able to afford certain things doesn't mean that everybody in the world needs to know I can. Absolutely. And, uh, unfortunately, a lot of a lot of uh, us, us, and a lot of pastors, and uh, be it male or female, we are label whores. Yeah. And yeah. We we have to have a label, and we have to show you that we have said label. Yeah. So I agree with you 100%. Fendi socks, really? That I mean that's cool, but wow. we know is we know you're we know you're showing us your Fendi socks on purpose. On purpose. And this is the thing like just just like you're saying about like like we're, we're talking about the labels. I also think like you know, I I was in Miami for vacation. Um you ain't never going to see what bathing suit I had on a trusted believe sure, sure did. I wore one. But that's something that I would I don't want I don't need to share that with the whole world like what I and there are now and, and I will tell you you go to my Instagram page you will find me in a bathing suit at least once or twice but that's certain things that I just don't need to be out there all the time like that's just something you know that's 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 personal that's something between me and whoever I was with praise the lord you know so <laughs> I just there's certain things that yeah that there is there is work to be done on my seat but you telling us to come out of earrings makeup jewelry purses shoes like certain that's not i don't necessarily think that's what modesty all of all the time means you know and i certainly i certainly don't think that's what yeah i have i have a special um elder friend he's a pastor and um, I hope one day he listens to us. I, I don't know if he has before or not. But he has lost a substantial amount of weight. And the brother is fine. He's fine all the time. <laughs> you look great. And he know if he if he listens, he'll know who I'm talking about. You know, I knew him when before in college when he was a little chunky. And now, I mean, he got body out Anyway. Hey. Hey. But he looks, he looks amazing. And so always he's always on Facebook, always on Instagram, showing what he what he's what he's done. But he's showing it because he's so proud of himself that he's able to show off his body now. And um, like I like at first I was like, man, he's doing this too much. But then once I understood his story and I understood why, I said, well, no, he's probably encouraging others to get in shape, right, and to get yeah. where they need to go. So like. I think sometimes it's just about being mindful of why you're doing the things you're doing. Like, are you doing it out of because I can't, so I can show everybody else what I can do? Or are you doing this to encourage? Are you doing this to uplift? What is the purpose behind your your motive? Like, what what's your, what are what are your motives? What why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, intent and motive is always a good place to start when we're doing really anything. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, down down to whatever, like down to the smallest thing, intent and motive is a good place. And that's why the scripture says, search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked thing in me and then uh, help me and clean me up. 
and bring me into the path of righteousness. But <clears throat> there are also um, there are levels to this, in, in my opinion. When I enter the house of the Lord, I'm going to have on full foundation plus. And when I say foundation, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean makeup because I don't wear makeup, don't know how to apply it. Somebody pray for me. My mama didn't wear makeup when somebody else puts it on you. I can wear, I do wear makeup if somebody else puts it on me very sporadically. Um, But when I say foundation, I'm talking about girdle. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about slip. I'm talking about shaper. When I enter the house of the Lord, I'm going to have on a girdle and I'm likely going to have on a body shaper. Uh, I think that it is of extremely poor taste to be aware that as in, in our, uh, we are black women and both Berlin and I are bottom heavy. Um, and so you have to know your we body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. All of that. Okay. <laughs> you, have, you have to know your body. Now I know myself well enough to know that when I walk, if this thing is uninhibited, it's going to wave at everybody it passes. Okay. <laughs> That's that's what I know about myself. So when I'm out in the streets, if I'm out shopping, if I'm out at the mall, I'm not wearing no girdle because that I don't have no reverence for those places. But I do reverence the house of the Lord and I reverence the people of God. I was reading um, I was reading on this topic, really. And and one of the writers that I was reading said that modesty, especially in the house of God, is out of consideration for those around you. And so because I know that I'm around men and women alike, and because I know what my body does when it's not brought under subjection, right? Uh, I, out of respect for people's husbands, I, I tighten that thing up. Do you understand me? I mean, I'm going to have on multiple pieces of foundation, multiple, every single time. Like I said, when I'm out in the streets, just wave back because I'm not going to be not going to be constrained, but when I enter the house of the Lord, I am fully constrained because I'm aware of what my body does. Now, if your body don't do that, then you don't need to do it. And so there are, there are levels to it in, in my opinion. And that's something to be um, considerate of. That's something to, to keep and be mindful of is where are you when you're wearing what you're wearing? It is extremely poor taste. Like I said, to see young ladies who have wonderful bodies, you know, I, I love the body of a black woman. I, I love the way God created us and our hips and behind and all of that. But I'm I'm vexed when you bring all of that into the house of the Lord and you know better. Hello, enter the caveat. You know better. Um, and you you still come in there looking sloppy. I mean, girdle will do for you. It's it's a it's it's complimentary. A girdle is extremely complimentary. It smooths you out. It brings you in. It snatches you up. Why would you not want to wear a girdle? Well, I'm not putting on a girdle and a body shaper, but I ain't oh, gonna have both. A... No, that's I'll be in passed out. So I'm gonna have on a girdle or a body shaper. I'm gonna have on slip stockings. Um, if whenever. If it's if it's not warm out, if it's not hot outside, I'll be yeah, not. I'm not wearing stockings. stockings. I'm not wearing stockings, but I'm gonna have on full foundation. See, so we, I mean, we are, yeah. So, I mean, I told you before, stockings is makeup for your legs. It makes your legs look good. But anyways, I just think that we do need to do some teaching on this in the church. However, our teaching should not be to the point of confining. Our teaching should right. be not bondage. Awareness, like you were saying, awareness. Like you, you want like a good foundation. Like we could talk about some good foundation. There are there are plenty out there. You want something that's gonna accent, like make you accentuate you, but you want that because you know that goes up under your clothes. It actually, makes your clothes look nicer as well. You look you know smoothed out. You look firm if you're not already. Um, however, <laughs> however when you put on all of your clothes and when you put on everything that should make you feel better about yourself too like I know when I get dressed up and when I look nice I feel good you know I feel like oh you know this was I, I, I you know I put on something beautiful and you know since we've been in the pandemic there's been very seldom that I've had to actually get dressed Right. So you know, going back to church I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like man this is gonna it's gonna it's gonna feel good um, but I, I just hope that we have more sense than to run people out of the church by the ignorant things that we 
said I'm not by any means saying that LaShawn Pay said anything ignorant. It's just um I think a lot of times we say we say it uninformed. A lot of things that we say is not necessarily God breathed. I'll put it like that. Right. And also a lot of things that we say, like I said earlier, do we know really, really, really are we able to distinguish between our own internal convictions yeah. and the and the voice of God? And perhaps she did hear the voice of the Lord. And and was he just talking to you, though? Maybe this is a season of extreme modesty that he's brought you into where you don't wear makeup or your teeth or your, you know, or or color your hair or any of that. Perhaps, perhaps that's what he's requiring of you in the same way that he had John the Baptist out there eating locust and honey. Like it's it's an individual affair. That's what my pastor taught me. God bless this memory of Bishop Felton King. It's an individual affair. And there are some people who are out here who are plain Jane skirts down to their ankles, jeans, skirts. You ain't never, you don't even know what, what kind of body they got under there because they have been making sure that it's off limits, but their spirits are filthy. They're, they're mean, mm. they're nasty. They have addictions that you know not of when they go home. Mm. And so we really should focus on the scripture that says that, you know, not even focus, but consider the scripture that says that man looks on the outward appearance, but okay. God looks at, at the heart. And that's not a, that's not a blanket scripture, meaning, you know, you just come out looking on any, any kind of way, but that's something to take into consideration. She also mentioned <laughs> tattoos and piercings and oh, all of that. And I said, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, there's no hope for me if this is what the Lord has called us, called <laughs> us to, because I got seven holes three of them in my ear one of them in my nose and i have the tattoo now berlin she's she don't have all that but she has she I, your ears are pierced but it took when you get your ears pierced three years ago a little bit longer <laughs> took berlin a long time to get her ears pierced but yeah and, and that was out of respect to her mother i believe so and i'm with that i'm with all of that like i i understand the intent I understand the the motive and I can understand why the saints steer us from certain things just like they told us don't go to the movies don't do this don't do that but when you teach people how to be relational and when you teach them to get in the scripture which is transformational and incarnational you don't have to teach on all of that thing all of those things that bind and bond you can teach people how to be free because Paul tells us in Galatians stand fast therefore in the liberty the Judaizers were coming behind Paul after he was establishing churches, telling people that they needed to be circumcised. They needed to keep the law. They needed to uh, do everything that the Jewish tradition incorporated in order to be in right standing with Paul. But Paul told these um, a lot of these churches that he wrote to. He Listen, no, we talking about the inside. You don't need to do all of those things. But what we need to do is get your inside right. And so that's what I want people to remember is that when you really are trying to have a relationship with God, it happens from the inside out. You ain't got to tell nobody what's inappropriate when the Holy Ghost rests, rules, and abides within that particular tabernacle. You don't have to tell people that because he is going to convict and lead into all truth. Let's teach that. Let's teach that and get to the root of the thing and then we don't have to worry about this other stuff. And the thing is, once the Holy Ghost starts to convict you, if by any chance you have question regarding that the Holy Ghost will also lead you and direct you to a person that's wise yes the Bible tells us he that winneth souls is wise, wise. Yeah. a lot of times the, the things that we put on social media or the things that we put out there in the atmosphere we have to make sure that we are wise about doing that because there are more people than just the saved folks that are seeing it. There are more people than just the saved folks that are looking for information, that are looking for a word, that are looking for something to hold on to. So we put out conflicting information in the church all the time. All the time. It's out there to those people who are really looking. They stop looking and they were like, I can't even live up to that standard because man, I can't, like, how am I supposed to, like, stop doing like, wearing makeup? Like, I need makeup. Makeup makes, you know, my skin look look firm. My, 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 my skin. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we say things and we don't know the heartache and the headache that it's bringing to those that are searching for the truth, that are searching for answers. And we're sending, sometimes we're sending people into the hands of other ignorant stuff. 
that is that's way more destructive than the church you know like we have to be wise and we have to really understand that you know there are people that are really out there in search of that have not found the holy ghost yet and that are still waiting for a witness that's going to be in the church and that witness is going to come from those that are wise that that have that have walked with the lord for a little while so let's just admonish each other you know stay off of social media with the foolishness if you think that the lord is telling you something Contact somebody else before you actually go to uh, post it. Con- con- like, let somebody else, like, make sure. Confirm that yeah. thing. Yeah, because you're going to put things out there. And, and you know, these the folks are getting millions of views off of ignorance that mm. we can't take back. Because mm. even if you take it off of social media, somebody has shared that a million times and somebody has saved it. So you can't take it back. I'm reminded of... Um, the young preacher, he was a bishop, or he called himself a bishop, and his him and his wife had gotten into it not too long ago, and he like went off on social media, and like now today, him and his wife are back together running the church. He can't take back any of the stuff that he put out there. What he said, and he said some really hurtful, derogatory, mean things. Yeah about his wife mm-hmm. and now look at them they run the whole ministry together and he can't ever get that back that is still out there on the world wide web you know and it's like sometimes you can get angry or you can think you're hearing but always check that thing before you put it out there because you can't get it back that's a word Berlin. that is a word thank you for that yeah run that ain't, ain't no harm in running that past somebody and not your siblings right not 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 your child right go to somebody you trust as a spiritual authority yeah and say this is what i think the lord told me to share with his people what are you getting somebody that you trust again as a spiritual authority somebody who you've submitted yourself under and really really find out if that's a corporate word or is it an individual word if it and if that's for you that's for you but you don't have to condemn everybody else who's not doing what you think they ought to be doing right. because uh, my soul, my salvation is not contingent upon what I wear now when I am saved and I am filled with the Holy Ghost I'm going to look a certain way but these are not necessarily things that will cause your soul to be lost mm-hmm. let us remember to make souls the first thing and you said a great thing when you were talking about the people who see it who are not uh, you know they're not churched they're 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 not they don't have the holy ghost when when that first came out that was my biggest concern i was like oh god the babes oh god the unbeliever oh my goodness lord like inculcate encapsulate their mind and shield them from this because it's it's ooh, it could be a stumbling block yeah when we when we cause this this god that we serve to look to me that makes him look petty Petty. he's this man is is this being excuse me this deity he is literally running the universe Mm -hmm. and you mean to tell me he he whispered in your ear that he's sick of the church of god in christ huh i just i it may be true but i just find it very hard to believe (laughs) i just find it very hard to believe and so that's why i'm everybody just needs to just breathe. Just take a second. Sleep Sleep on that thing sometimes. Sleep on it and then run it by the spiritual authority and then find out is it for me or is it for the corporate body at large? Because we certainly, certainly do not want to hinder the unbeliever or the cause the babe to stumble and fall backwards. That's not what we're here to do. This and body is going to return to the dust. That's right. Return it, to the dust. Another thing is, if the Lord told you something like that about an organization that is this large, trust and believe He told other people, and there's somebody that should be able to bear witness to what you are saying. I haven't heard anybody of relevance to be able to bear witness to what you're saying. A lot of people have been agreeing because they have an awe against the church, right? Not that <laughs> the Lord told them anything. Mm-hmm. We just have to be careful. Be mindful of what we say, how we say it, and who we say it to. Because that stuff, we have to give account. (laughs) And God... Every idle word. Every idle word. We got to give account of it. And if, if you call, I would be remiss to cause someone that God is pulling at and tugging at to go back because of something that they heard that they 
didn't understand and that they didn't have anyone to interpret for them. So, yeah, that's what, but that's what Confessions of a Church Girl is here for. These are the things that we don't necessarily talk about because it's not um, politically correct all the time, especially in churches. You can't, we ain't having this conversation on a Sunday morning, are we? If we are, what church is that at? You know, a lot of times you're going to get shut, shut down with those type of conversations because that's, it's not the time, it's not the time or place for that. But this is a confession. Like we, I, we were enamored with how we looked growing up. I know I, hmm, mm-hmm. there were certain things that I just, I still can't wear red fingernail polish on my hands or fingers just because I was like, like totally like down to hell if I put that on as a child. So even to this day, out the, the darkest I'll go is bright pink. I can't even do it. <laughs> You know, like, I, <laughs> and I'd be trying, like, well, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try this red. Like, You're right. I'm not putting no red on my fingers. Like, it's, it's, but you know, and that's not. I'm not. So please understand. I'm not saying this wrong. I. That's not. That's that's me. That's that's my personal preference. You know, I was I, I was raised by a mother who was very um, cognizant of what she wore and what I wore and what her children put on. Um, she was sorely convicted by certain, mm-hmm. she did not ever tell me what I could or could not do as far as like fingernail polish and all that stuff. She actually encouraged me, but she couldn't do it. And it was, it was very apparent. I remember one time taking her to the nail shop and she was so excited because she was going to get her nails painted clear pink. Come on here, sanctified woman of God. She wanted her nails to be clear pink, and she was so excited. All right, Crystal, she was so happy. Like, yeah, I'm going to get clear pink for my nails. I mean, it was so funny. Like, I was looking at her like, okay, clear pink. She sat down. The lady did the buffer, did everything for her nails. The lady put three (laughs) coats on her nails, and she made her take it off because she couldn't do it. Like, no, the Lord won't let me do it. And I was like, Bob, that's not the Lord. That's you, but... (laughs) <laughs> and she was just so convicted and she left so upset because she really wanted like she was really excited about that clear pink polish on her toe on her hand yeah. but she just yeah. felt or had had told her she couldn't do it and right was very she wanted to be obedient to what the will of the yeah. lord was her life she did not absolutely on my life that's what the will because she she picked out colors for me but she knew that she couldn't do it and a lot of times we may not be able to do it because of the word of the Lord over our life, but that does not mean that going to hell for doing yes. that we cannot do. Yes, and that's the wisdom. That's how I know a sainted mother. Like yes. they are so wise. I can. I remember when. <laughs> I remember when I dyed my whole head red. Right, <laughs> and I. I just knew that I was gonna. I just knew that I was going to create an issue. But you know what? I didn't care because that's what I wanted. And I was grown and I could do what I want. And I went to church and my church mother, God bless my church mother, who was in her late 90s at Emmanuel Church of God in Christ. She came to me and she whispered in my ear. She said, it's cute and don't let nobody tell you otherwise. From that day forward, you could not tell me a thing. I didn't care what you said because my church mother had told me it was cute. Uh-huh. And don't let nobody tell me otherwise. And that that and and I'm not saying that because she affirmed what I did that made her sanctified or that made her wise, but that's the thing when the whole like even Mother Rivers. Mother Rivers, I love you Mother Rivers. Mother Rivers when she was doing her 40 and under classes, she would tell the older women, "Get all back up off these young ladies." Yes, she back would. up a little yes. bit. She would reprimand the older women for being so hard on us because yes. listen, if we keep living, we're going to get to that point where we can't or shouldn't wear it anymore either. Right. But we we wasn't hating on you when you was young and fly and you could wear it and it looked great. Like let us live a little bit. Not a lot of bit, just a little bit. And this is the thing, like what a 19-year-old woman is going to wear, I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Absolutely. Like there's, there there are, I, 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 I am excited about my different age groups because I have grown into each age group. So like one thing I haven't done yet, I ain't put a hat on. Like I can't, I'm like, but I'm waiting for that age to where I feel like, oh, I can wear a hat, you know? And it's not because I can't wear a hat, of course, clearly, but it's just that I, I'm not there yet. You know, but when you get 
different point in your life, you, when you get there, you're there, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I, every year that I've lived. So yes, I'm going to celebrate that and I'm going to do it the way I'm supposed to, you know? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 20, but I'm not 60 either, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and I want to, before we finish, I want to say that we, we as young ladies who grew up in the church, we understand that the constraining of the old old methodology of the church, we understand that was meant to keep us from falling. That's right. But we don't need you to constrain us to keep us from falling because the scripture says now unto him yeah. that is able. He's so able. we we appreciate the intent and we know the hearts of, of our seasoned and older saints and even some of the younger ones who still subscribe to that that methodology and that that way of thinking and God bless you and God bless you we're not gonna send you to hell please don't send us to hell that's right that's right well Krista I think this has been a wonderful amazing conversation about our take on modesty and appearance and what it should be and what it shouldn't be and who can tell us and who can't tell us and you have definitely given us some, some scripture and some, some 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 words of wisdom and I hope that our listeners will take what we're saying and um, share it with other young ladies, share it with other young men um, who are looking for a conversation that's not necessarily what you uh, <laughs> what you might hear in church. Some, I mean, you might, but sometimes you don't. So that's what the outlet is for. So do you have a confession tonight that you want to share? Sure. And I was, child, been trying to think of this thing the whole time. Um, and I feel like I've said this so many times, but I would be remiss. We're re- this recording is being recording is being recorded just days after the Derek Chauvin trial ended. And he was found guilty. Praise God. But then two other uh, young, young uh, black people that we know of, right, that we know of were killed. Things that have made national news. And in this season, this is the reason I read the scripture that I read is because I have found myself angry (laughs) with my creator. And I have had to go to the word of God to keep my mind because I'm like, I feel so far from him. As a people, where are you? We we are the ones who have served you under oppression for at least the last 400 years. We are the ones that have continued to look to you despite everything that has been done to us. When relief, when do we get some reprieve? And this scripture, the one that I read at the beginning of the show, that's the thing that the Holy Ghost brought back to my mind. That this, even if it don't ever go away, it's still temporary. <laughs> and that you need to look up and not look at the current circumstances. Be aware, of course. I have really been struggling and Berlin called me the other day. And I felt so terrible because I brought her down. But I brought her down because I was I was so heavy. And I said, where is our God? Where are he at? And I didn't ask that question out of superiority to our father I asked the question because I really where are you I don't feel you and I don't see you even though I know what you're capable of and Verlene gave me a strong word she said crystal Jesus didn't even take himself off the cross for all that he was enduring during his crucifixion and that mm-hmm. kind of settled my spirit along with this scripture and so I just I'm gonna do that every time I want y'all to find a love for this book because this thing is good it is good 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 and when in times of darkness and despair it's a light to us it's a lifter of our spirits and our heads because we know that we serve a God who can even if he doesn't Uh, that's it that's my confession that's it Um, I just want to I don't normally do this but before I pray I want to read this scripture that kind of impressed on me while you were talking and it's in Romans 8, chapter uh, chapter 8, verses 17 through 18. Please excuse my, my puppy. He is a gentleman, <laughs> and he is right now doing whatever he wants to do. And as long as he's not barking, I'm okay with it. So just help yourself, Papa. Right. So Papa, yeah, Papa is Papa Maximus is his name, and he's he's my he's my fur child. So, anyways, um, Romans 8, chapter 17, verse 18. 
And it says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, all of these mass murders, all of these killings, all of these shootings, everything that our communities are going through, this pandemic, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Father God, we thank you today for this word. Lord, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for this outlook. God, we just ask that you have your way in the life of the believer and in the life of the listener that may listen or run across this podcast. God, we ask that we have said something that will prick the heart of those that come into contact uh, broadcast. Lord, we just ask and we pray that you continue to, Lord, reign in this world, reign in this universe, God. God, you have your way, God. You made us. God, you know the beginning from the ending. You know the ending from the beginning. God, you are not a, a part of time. You made time. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord God, because we know that the sufferings of this world, the things that we go through now are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that is going to be before us, that's within us, God. And God, we'll just continue to praise you and to thank you. God, we'll continue to count it all joy, everything that we go through, God, because we know that you are in it, God. Even though we cannot sometimes feel you, God, we always know that you're there. Even though sometimes we can't see you, God, we know that you're there, oh God. God, we know that you're there. You told us to cast our cares upon you because you care for us, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for that. We praise you for that. God, we ask that you guard, God, put a fence, a hedge of protection around every black man in this America, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is a wage of war that's been waged against the black men in this nation, oh God. And we ask that you put a hedge of protection, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, you lead and guide us, Lord Jesus, through these very turbulent times, Lord God. And you bring peace to every black woman, God, every black mother, God, every black child, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord God, because you told us not to wait until it's finished but God to give you praise and glory and honor now and that's exactly what we're going to do until we see change oh God we're going to praise you oh God until we see your hand move God we're going to thank you Lord God and we're going to continue to keep the faith Lord God because you're worthy and we know that everything is under control and it's in your hands in Jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah okay Crystal well it's been a pleasant been a pleasant conversation man, this thing was good to me tonight i mean it was real good see and you didn't even think it was gonna be good you was kind of yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about this y'all to be honest but this thing got good to me because we we had scripture and scripture is just just good to I me mean, when you got the bible to talk about and when you know what you're talking about it just it gets even better and then when you talk to somebody who know what they're talking about even more like <laughs> you have a real conversation with somebody that's not all right anyway God bless <laughs> God bless you. Until next time, my name is Ferline. And my name is Crystal. And this is Confessions of a Church Girl. Have a great night. Good night.